Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see Him for who He is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hey everybody and welcome to the B4 podcast. My name is Brad Williams. And hey, everybody, Alex Lessler here, and uh, I'm one of the pastors at B4 Church. Yeah, and I'm the lead pastor here at B4 Church, and today we are going to talk about divine listening. Yeah, Brad, what is divine listening? That sounds crazy. Yeah, divine listening is is really kind of the phrase that I like to use to describe the time that I try to dedicate for um, just listening for God's voice in my life. Now, where do you get the term divine listening from? Yeah, divine listening, um, for me, ultimately, it comes from a Latin word called lectio, lectio divina, and um, but that really, I think, describes a larger thing that we sort of recognize is a part of the Christian life. That right. We sort of recognize we should be cultivating a habit of listening for God, and so... Um, that divine listening is really just sort of a general term for, do we have this habit in our life of saying, do I do I hear God? Am I listening for right. God? Right, and some of the other terms we use for this sometimes are like, my devotional life. Right. My quiet time. Right, right. We've used know. all sorts of language sorts throughout of the years, things. all sorts of different things. People have described this. And, you know, I think all of those different words really describe the same thing, and that's that there's this understanding that human beings in relationship with their creator, we need to take time. We need to pause and be sure that we're listening for God's voice. Are we, are we actually leaning in? So you know, some people in the 80s started calling it your quiet time, mm-hmm. really to say we're shutting the noise out yeah. so that we can hear his voice. Um, devotional time was this idea that obviously after you encounter God, then you will find yourself probably more devoted to God mm-hmm. in those moments. And so terms like that sort of uh, emerge from that. I just happen to use divine listening because I think it actually says what it is. Right, which is you listening the divine, right, and then leading us to a response. So today we're going to talk about its importance. Yep. We're going to talk about some of the challenges in doing this on a daily, weekly, normal yeah. rhythm, and then just the practical aspect of what does it look like to cultivate divine listening in your life on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the importance of it, you know, this really, it's really something. There's so many different ways that we see this emerging out of the scriptures, but. Um, obviously we see it modeled by Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Jesus in the middle of busyness, in the middle of tasks and people and all the stuff of life, he had this regular habit of pulling away and going. And and what's interesting about that, when Jesus goes away, he's listening to the Father. He's Mm -hmm. listening for God's voice. And so uh, as followers of Jesus, obviously we see that pattern and we say, how do I follow in that pattern? So we see it established there, but then we also see some negatives of it. You know, you go back in the Old Testament and you've got Moses, who um, went to the mountaintop. Right. He right. goes to the mountaintop, and he's having this encounter with God. And when he comes back down, the people have just sort of wandered away. Mm. And it was like the people were really content with Moses spending time in the presence of God. And yeah. it was like, you go do that. You go spend time with God, and then you tell us what you've heard. And I really think divine listening breaks that down and says, no, no, no. We don't want anybody to be content hearing somebody else's experience with God. We actually want that experience. We want to enter into that. In fact, that was the malfunction in their faith is that Moses would go up. And because they didn't have that encounter, they wandered. You know, they were they were distant. They weren't actually intimate with God. And so I think that's one of the beautiful things that Jesus has offered us. Right. Yeah. And there's other characters in the Bible that have a similar thing. David was known to be a man after God's own heart because... David connected with God, similar to Moses, but his contemporaries didn't. And there was always 
poor ramifications for that happening. Yeah, yeah. So, so we see this throughout the scripture. We right. see it throughout church history. Right. Really important for people to do this. And, and, the, and the reality, Alex, is I think in our culture today, we don't talk about it enough from an individual discipleship standpoint. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're really content these days to let people fill a room like a stadium. And if the room's full, then maybe we think we're, we're doing a good job in church. But the reality is we want people to be everything God created them to be. Sure. We want them to be transformed and to be renewed and for our lives to be more whole. And I'll be the first one to say, listening to me preach 52 sermons even a year right. for 30 minutes isn't going to do that. Right. Uh, it's going to require that we as individuals have this journey and that we experience God's voice in our life. Right. Yeah, so it's obviously important. Right. Key element of our life in Jesus, but it's hard. It is. Let's just be honest. It's not the easiest thing to approach on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's difficult in different seasons of life, different stages of life. Yeah. It's difficult just because of life. I mean, I, I mean, as a, as a dad, you know yeah. this. I mean, your experience, how easy is it for you <laughs> with three girls at home? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, it's gotten more challenging the more kids that I have. And my expectations have had to adjust, and my process has had to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I know for me, you know, I can have the best of intentions, and then there's times when I have the bad habit of maybe opening my phone before I open my Bible (laughs) or before I open my journal in the morning. And so there's an email, and there's something that I need to deal with, or there's a text message. Mm -hmm. And I can have the best intentions, wake up at 4.30 in the morning and say, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm derailed, and I'm realizing about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I never took time. I never did this today. And... Uh, and so that's that's part of the reality. It is difficult. There are pressures. There are struggles in this in this season of life that we're in. It's particularly this season of life that we've been in. It's a difficult thing to yeah, do. Absolutely. So how do we get around that? What are the practical ways we move forward, even though this isn't easy? But yeah. we know it's important. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think the best thing is first of all to realize there isn't uh, there isn't some formula that everybody follows that everybody does. It's like, oh, this yeah. is the right thing to do. I think the first thing is to say, okay, what's the thing that I can tackle? You know, like yeah. what's the thing that I can do right now in this season? Yeah. And and then to to also sort of limit or, or reduce the pressure that you put on yourself in this. I think um, sure. You know, I often tell myself this, especially these days, and that's that um, if I miss one day, it's I, I just skipped a day. But if I miss mm-hmm. two days, I might be developing a new habit. <laughs> if I develop three days, I'm definitely You're, forming a new, a new habit. habit. So for me, there's some grace in that to say, hey, I, I know that I'm probably not going to hit this every single day. There are going to be days when things come up, mm-hmm. but um, but am I trying to cultivate a habit of that in my own life? And the, and the key is, what do you do? It is yeah. an essential part of our life in Jesus, but let's be honest, it's not easy. Yeah, I think that's part of the, the one of the things that I want to make sure everybody listening to this hears, because I think it's easy for us to lay on this giant burden of, you got to do this, it's yeah. really necessary, it's important, um, and then we don't talk about the fact that it's not easy. And, no. and as a pastor, I want to tell people, everyone listening, we say this and at the same time, we know that life presents different challenges yeah. to us. Well, and that's a good point, though. As a pastor, not only do we encourage people to do this, but we actually have to do it ourselves. Right, right. Right, so we're well aware of the challenges. This isn't like what we get paid to do. This is a part of our everyday life in Jesus. Right, right, and, and we've done this through different seasons. I mean, yeah. I, I went through seasons where, 
you know, early on in my life, it was really, you know, a natural part of my rhythm. Right. Life was a little easier, actually, at yeah. some point. And you've had that experience. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I got really serious about this practice in my life when I was in college. Yeah. And when I jumped in, I was, I was crazy about it. Honestly, I was way overbalanced. I read three chapters in the Old Testament, two chapters in the New Testament, and a psalm and a proverb in my study Bible, and all of those notes every day for like four years straight. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, there's, that's an intensity right there, and but also made possible by, I'm in college. Exactly, right? and I thought I was really tired, and I didn't even know the meaning of that word. Yeah, yeah. then you have kids, and you find yourself in a job. Right. I know for me, I think that's been the challenge, is different seasons have brought different challenges. When right. my kids were little, man, it was really difficult to try to find that time, and you know, there were days when it's like the free moment that I have, I needed to be watching the kids so Sherry could have a moment that's to right. catch her breath, and you know, so parenting would make it complicated. Mm -hmm. Leading in an organization, for any of you that are listening to this and you're in any position of management or leadership, yeah. you know that when you roll out of bed in the morning, sometimes your first thing is something that derails your day. Sometimes it's Absolutely. an email, a phone call, a text message uh, that sends you now spiraling into your work world. And you might get to one or two o'clock yeah. in the afternoon and go, oh man, I never even took that time. And I had yeah. great intentions to yeah. it. So I want to just start by just saying like, can we just lower everybody's blood pressure around this and say, <laughs> We all know that this is a difficult thing to cultivate, especially yeah. in our fast-paced culture, especially yeah. where we live today, especially with stages of life. So as we talk about this, we're not trying to load another burden on some sort of legalistic, you need yeah. to read for 19 hours like <laughs> you did in college and, and, and have this sort of life. That's not yeah. what we're saying when we yeah. say this. And we're acknowledging this can be a difficult thing yeah. to cultivate in a real meaningful way. Yeah, and I think my goal in even sharing that is to share the freedom that came later of growth and learning that there are other ways we can go about doing this. Yeah. That my expectations can adjust and change. And in that, I found so much life. And I just want other people to experience that. Yeah. That's plain and simple. Yeah. And that's, that's why, I mean, I think talking about the, some of the practical aspects of this, why that's so critical for us, because yeah. I think we need to get it, first of all, get at the heart of what's really here, what really is at the heart of this whole idea. Yeah. I mean, my guess is in those early college years for you, there was a deep sense of satisfaction. I know you, you're yeah, competitive, you're yeah. athletic, and uh, there's this part of you that was like, no, no, I got this. Yeah, and I'm going to be would, better than you yeah, at reading my Bible. Yeah, and so you would check the box and, yeah. be, and feel good for the day. Yeah. And I think I, I, think I want to stop here and just simply say, if that's the motivation behind this, if it's mm -hmm. some sort of, I'm jumping through a hoop because it's what I'm supposed to do, if I'm checking the box because this is what... Christians do, yeah. you've already missed the point. Like, you've <laughs> yeah. already lost the plot on where we're going. There was actually a moment when I read the words of Jesus, when he looked at the teachers of the law, and he told them, these are experts in the Bible, and he said, the problem is you don't know God's word or the power of God. Right. And it knocked me off of my chair. Like, I was like, that's literally what I've been doing for the last four years. Right. I've missed this encounter with the living God. And I think that's a challenge for a lot of us. I know for me yeah. early on, that was my thing too. In fact, I remember at one point, you know, in the early days for me, there was a spiritual discipline oriented book that I sort of began my journey in. But then for years, I did something called the Life Journal. Mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Wayne Cadero yeah. over in Hawaii yeah. kind of made that, popularize that idea. And, yeah. and one of the things that was challenging was that in the front of that were all the scriptures you were going to read, and there was a little box next to it. Yep, check and the box. man, I got so much pride after checking that box, and I'd That's feel right. like, okay, I did it. Check the box, and now I can move into my day. And, and I right. tend to be a morning person, so I was always yeah. trying to do it in the morning, you know, and so if I read, I check the box, I move on. 
And it was almost like the more boxes I checked, the more pride welled oh, yeah. up in my heart. Yeah, because you're definitely more spiritual than everybody else. Yeah, and then I could look back and say, well, I also I checked all these boxes, but what evidence is there that I even did anything other right. than the fact that I now feel good about myself? That's right. Yeah. So I think that gets to the heart of this, and that's the it isn't just this habit. It isn't just discipline for discipline's sake. It isn't just mm-hmm. doing this so that you can say you did it. The heart of this is what we titled this podcast, and that's right. divine listening. Listening, yeah. It's about hearing God's voice. It's about actually entering into that, which is why, for me, this has sort of shifted over the years and even changed and and moved. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about what it means to be practical and actually put this di- practice of divine listening into your everyday life. Yeah, so for me, you know, these days I, I, I do something that's called the Lectio Divina, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not prescribing this for everybody, but this is really what works for me, and you can do this in any format. There are yeah. journals that people produce, you can find them online, you can read about it, but um, but the practice is basically that you take time um, to just read the scripture. So you pick a scripture, and you read it. Um, in fact, usually what I'll do is I'll sit very quietly, and I'll just kind of take a moment and pause before the Lord and just, you know, kind of quiet myself, calm myself down, and then I'll pick a scripture. And sometimes it's way smaller than what I would have done in the past. <laughs> and I'll start reading it. Yeah. And then I'll reread it and I'll reread it again. Yeah. And I keep reading it and I just keep simply saying like, Lord, what are you saying to me in this? Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the Lectio part. Um, then you move to the the, the meditation or the meditatio part where now I'm just going to like let this thing dwell. Like, what is this really saying? What's God speaking to, to mm-hmm. me through his word? Um, that moves to contemplation where now, okay, what does this mean? What does this actually, mm-hmm. what does this play out like in my life? And I'll take a moment and start writing some of the implications down. Mm-hmm. And then um, what I call oratio or what the historically we've called oratio, it's an opportunity just to write a prayer back to mm-hmm. God and say, okay, this is what I hear you saying back yeah. to me in this yeah. moment. So that's my practice. That's what right. I do. Right. Um, and that's the framework of it. But tell me, like, you had an experience this morning encountering God yeah. using that framework, but it came in, like, a really strange way. Right, right. And that's I think that's part of it is that, for me, I'm centered on the Word. That's sort of right. where I begin. But I also recognize that the point isn't, again, that I just read these scriptures and check right. a box. The point is something else. In fact, I remember years ago, I was listening to uh, a, a Christian author and speaker. He was being interviewed by somebody in popular culture, and they were trying to understand mm-hmm. like Christian spirituality. And they were asking questions about his devotional life, his divine listening. But from a perspective, like this interviewer didn't really know what they were talking about. Sure. And they just said, like, oh, how long do you take every day? And he And he literally looked at the person interviewing, he said, as long as it takes, <laughs> which was such a confusing answer right. because then the person interviewing said, as long as what takes? And then he sort of sat back and said, oh, okay, yeah, let me explain. Like yeah. there's a moment. Yeah. There's a moment when you become aware of God's presence. There's mm-hmm. a moment when you become aware of God's love, when you become aware uh, of his grace and you enter into this space, you enter into this and what he was trying to say was sometimes that might take five minutes mm. and suddenly That's you're so aware good. and God yeah. is speaking. But then he was also saying, I won't get up until I've had that yeah. moment, yeah. which sometimes for him might take an hour. Might right. take, you know, right. th- So he was just expressing 
that the goal is that, am I having a moment where I'm experiencing God's presence, I'm hearing his voice, I'm getting direction from him. That's that's what I'm wanting yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And that's really the heart. So we can start with the scriptures, mm-hmm. but I also, um, what you're referring to yeah. is one day I sat down with my Bible and I felt like the Lord said, I want you to stare at this fence <laughs> yeah. post. And there was this you know kind of field across from my house yeah. at the time and there was an old barbed wire fence and there was one fence post that was yeah. different than the rest. And I found myself staring at it and I literally thought, I'm going to stare at this until I experience God's mm. presence and his voice, and t- mm. until I start hearing the scriptures that I already have in my heart yeah. begin to wash over me. And it was a really remarkable thing. You've right. had that same yeah, thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I actually had that in- encounter this morning. I was up early this morning, and I didn't get a chance to actually open my scriptures, but I sat outside in my backyard and was just there, just present. And I didn't have, I had a small window of time because my kids were running around and my wife was running around. It was a busy morning, but. I needed to take a moment just to rest. And I heard the birds outside, which I know it's like, duh, there's birds. It's the Pacific Northwest. But all of a sudden, a scripture came to my mind, which was the words of Jesus. And he said to me very clearly, the birds of the field, they don't sow and they don't reap. And yet my Father in heaven provides for them. How Mm. much more will he provide for you? And it was this really powerful moment that actually didn't include me opening my Bible that day. Now, that's, I know that scripture, why? Right. Because of the years of opening my Bible and studying and learning, but the freedom of just listening to the voice of God speak over me, that was my quiet time today, Yeah. and that's all it, what I had, and it came through God speaking through the nature and the world around me. And I think it's important that you even acknowledge, and you say something there, you, you knew what the day was like, things were running around, and mm. you knew, I need to take a moment, and I need to pause. Yeah. So the big idea isn't that we're all doing the same thing, that we're all on the same track at the same time. The point is that we are actually cultivating this habit in our lives of, am I regularly sitting and just listening for God's voice? Am I hearing his voice? Uh, There's all sorts of things that you can do to engage in that. Yeah, and and one thing I want to close with before we sign off of this, um, the the coolest thing about this is when you make this a habit and when you have people around you that are making this your habit, you can say at any time, hey, what is God saying to you these days? And sometimes you can have something that's fresh, like you did this morning, like, man, th- this is what I felt like God was saying, and and you can share that with me, and you can encourage me. Sometimes, maybe it's something from a week ago that's just still rolling around, it's still there, but you realize, no, this is worth sharing with someone else. There's a communal dynamic that when you and I begin to hear, when all of us begin to hear God together, we now get to speak these beautiful things into each other's lives, and it's an amazing thing. So that's basically what we wanted to talk about today. We want to encourage you guys to cultivate divine listening in your life. We want to talk more about it. I could talk for hours about it. It's one of the most important things in my life, but I want it to be an important thing in your life. Right. And if you're listening to this and you're wanting to know what's my next step, where do I get started? In the show notes of this podcast, we're going to have tools, examples, resources, um, things that you can engage with to begin to take those next steps. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.